So hello and welcome to this special episode on Net Support Radio. Today I'm really excited to be joined by Andy at Net Support, uh, who helps with all things technical support. And today he's going to be sharing with us about one of our amazing products here at Net Support, which is Net Support Manager. Before we dive into that though, Andy, how are you doing today? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm really, really well, thank you. Uh, really excited to learn more about what we can do with Net Support Manager, if I'm honest. I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you uh, for quite some time. I always learn new things, even though I think I know our products uh, inside out, back to front. Uh, there are a few people who know what, what our products do uh, better than you. So it's great to have the opportunity to get you on and to, to learn more about what we can do with Net Support Manager. So I'm going to jump straight into the deep end, if that's okay with you. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to ask you our first question, which essentially is, who can use Net Support Manager? What, who, who is it for? What's it for? What does it do? Okay, so, so Net Support Manager, it's, it's been around for a, a long time now, and it's used by lots of different types of, uh, of, of people using it in, in different scenarios. Um, it always surprises me all the different types of uses for, uh, for Net Support Manager. So the, the kind of first one that we kind of cover is, um, you know, if you have people working from home at the moment and they need access to their office devices from their remote laptops, then NetSpot Manager is a, a tool that you can use for that. So it allows those remote workers to remote control into their office machines to maybe gain access to resources. And that will work without them having to have a VPN set up. So there are systems in place within NetSpot Manager to do that. So that's quite a common one that we've seen over the last uh, year and a half, obviously in the current situation. Um, but it's always been used as well by support teams. So support teams have used the control component to provide support to remote workers. And that could be to staff members that are outside of the office, maybe on the road, maybe working from home, doesn't matter where they are really. So support staff have been able to still provide remote access and assist those remote users as to, you know, maybe they've got issues on their machine that needs resolving so somebody can connect in and provide remote support to them. Um, not only is that used by the support teams to connect to remote users, so it could be you've got a large office environment or maybe a small office environment. Um, but if you've got a technical team and, you know, they lose a lot of time walking between different users to assist them with issues, then they could be, you know, at their desk using the control component of Netsport Manager to provide remote support to their users around the building. So, you know, rather than having to take the stairs every time to go see somebody, you could just remote access onto the machine. So that is a, a really common uh, scenario. Probably ones that um, people don't necessarily always think about for Netsport Manager, though, is the remote control support for um, point of sale devices. It, we have a number of customers using it where they've got the client component installed on uh, point of sale devices. These might be devices that are tills in shops or uh, in restaurants or wherever, really. Mm -hmm. um, and they can remote access into them. So, again, rather than sending engineers out on site to solve issues, then they can gain remote access. So as long as it's running a, a supported operating system for our clients, they'll be able to uh, remote onto those devices. Um, and the same also in, in factory environments where there might be automated systems or robots on the, mm -hmm. on the kind of shop floor. Um, they may have um, systems connected to them where they need to send engineers to resolve things. And again, uh, very popular for the technical team to, to use the controls install the clients on those automated systems, and then essentially gain remote access to them. So again, saves you a lot of time having to send engineers out here, there, and everywhere. Um, they can do it all from one kind of central location. 
Um, and then another common scenario really is to provide you know remote access to your service. So again, if you've maybe got staff members that are on call or um, you know outside of the office, you can have engineers that can then remote uh, onto your service. Maybe an alerts pop through and they need to jump on there to to fix something. So again, they could be on site or outside of the office. So if you've got kind of servers all in racks or virtual servers, then um, it provides a mechanism for those. Um, support people to gain access to those systems. So yeah, it's used in a lot of different environments, small businesses, large corporations, you know, there's so many different people using Netsbook Manager out there. That's amazing to learn all those different use case scenarios. And I guess that's where it sort of provides extra value in that it can be used in so many different ways. That sounds fantastic. But that leads me quite nicely, I think, Andy, onto my next question, which is asking you uh, what types of connections are supported by Net Support Manager? Because that's, I guess that's really, really important, isn't it? It, it is. And there are, there are two main ways that you're, you're going to establish connections with Netsport Manager. There's a peer-to-peer connection, uh, which is using TCP IP. So essentially, that would be designed for WAN LAN usage. So again, if you've got your, your large office and all your devices are all located in there, then you can do direct connections or those peer-to-peer connections from the control directly to the to the clients. And that's a great way of, of doing that. When we're talking about the scenario where you may have uh, remote workers or you may have devices mm. off-site or even a remote site to look after, then that's where the gateway uh, component of Netsport Manager really comes into its own. So a customer can have a, uh, a self-hosted uh, gateway system um, and they could put that in their DMZ or um, put it somewhere where it's publicly available on a Azure uh, virtual server um, or any kind of system like that. And essentially, that component becomes the gateway to gain access to those remote machines. So your clients are installed on the remote workers' machines or the off-site machines. They're configured to talk back to that gateway component. And then the control user, again, they could be located at home or in the office. They then can have access to browse the gateway um, to locate the client machines to connect to them via the gateway system. The nice thing about those two methods is um, for the peer-to-peer connection, all your data is staying within your network. So being a peer-to-peer connection, it's not going through any any hosted services by us. So the customer can control where their traffic is going. And that's important for a lot of businesses that want to know, you know, where is their data going between those connections. And for the gateway being self-hosted, the same thing really applies. They can choose where they want to locate the gateway server. So it gives the customer control as to where their data is going. Well, that leads on to the next question quite nicely as well, then, Andy, because that all links into security. You know, how secure is my data? Uh, who can see my data? Where is it being held? All, all, all these sorts of things. So my next question for you is this. Uh, what security settings are available in Netsport Manager to secure access to the clients and, and, and the controls that you're, you're using as part of your setup? Yes, yeah, so in, in Netsport Manager, there, there are lots of different um, security options available to protect access to the client. You've got things such as user validation, uh, where you can configure either a, a local net support username and password, um, which has to be typed by the control user in order to connect, or that mm. can be set up to use uh, AD authentication. Uh, you can also put um, security keys on the client. So controls will only be able to connect if they've got a matching security key and that's again defined by the the user Mm -hmm. Um, you can enable four different levels of encryption for the data sent between the client and the control um, up to 256 uh, aes 
Um, if you're connecting into remote users workstations where, you know, some people might be dealing with sensitive information on the screen, maybe payroll information or HR information. So you can enable a feature called user acknowledgement so that rather than a technician just jumping straight onto that machine uh, and viewing the screen, the end user is prompted, do they want to accept or reject the connection? So they've got time to, you know, close anything down before they allow the technician to come in and, and support them on their system. And um, there's also smart card authentication, as uh, so we've seen that in kind of financial um, environments where they've been using the software. They rely heavily on smart cards um, to, to access the devices and you can implement um, implement that within Netsport Manager. Um, again, to keep your end users um, informed that there's mm -hmm. a, a current connection to their machines, you can have customized messages that, that appear when a control user connects and when a control user is viewing your screen. Um, you can password protect the access to the control and to your configurators. If you're using the gateway component, you can uh, set gateway keys that limit what client machines are allowed to talk to the gateway and what controls can browse the gateway. And also another level on top of that is setting uh, gateway operators. So, you know, rather than having to manage lots of keys, uh, if a member of staff leaves, you can also have operator accounts on the gateway. So if a member of staff that is browsing the gateway to access clients leaves, then you can remove their gateway operator. So um, you've got control of it there. So there's there's lots. There's there's even client login. So you can do event login of the client activities and the control activities. So that's all logged to uh, log files or the event viewer. Um, and then uh, another popular one, again, depending on how far you want to go, is there's uh, an option so that every time a remote session is started to a machine, it can record that to a video file. So that could always be played back at a later date if you maybe want to check what was performed mm -hmm. during the remote session. And that's available both control and client side. So yes, there's there's lots of different security options. That kind of touches on them. There are a few more uh, in the system as well. There's so much there. And, and what I personally like is the, 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 the sort of flexibility of approach. So whatever kind of business you've got, whether you're thinking about, you know, uh, performing fixes on sort of uh, management devices or whether you're looking at, you know, working on, like, say, on robots or like on a production line, you know, there, there's features and functionalities there to make it work within, within so many different settings. That's fantastic, Andy. Thank you very much. Can you share for the next question, please, uh, the different ways that you can apply uh, Net support manager configuration just in case anybody wanted to know about that yeah so again you know you might be managing hundreds or, or thousands of clients you know we have lots of different size customers using the NetSport Manager uh, program. So we try and be as, as kind of flexible as we can. Um, mm. By default, the client component will read its configuration from a, a configuration file, and you can choose to deploy that out with the installation. So you can have different configuration files depending on what settings you want to apply on your different clients. Um, and that, that, that's a great way of doing it. A lot of customers are doing it that way. But another way you've got available in the software is um, we supply it again with ADM uh, or ADMX template files um, to allow you to apply the client and the control settings centrally via your Active Directory using uh, group policy management. Mm -hmm. So um, customers can also, you know, if they've got groups of devices, they can apply different settings to those groups of devices and manage that all via um, Active Directory. And that's something that's that's often missed and a lot of customers might be pushing it out with the any file, not being aware that you've got these template files available where you can secure it further. Something else worth mentioning as well is you might have different levels of technicians that want to support 
the clients. So it's it's not uncommon for us to be working with a business and they might have your first line, your second line, and then your top level admins all connecting into the, the client workstations. And you mm-hmm. might want to say, okay, the first line can only have watch mode access to just view the client screen. Second line, you might want to give them full share access to actually be able to take control of that device, but maybe disable file transfer them. And then, you know, another line have complete access to them. So we actually have a mechanism of putting client profiles on the client as well. So that depending on the user that validates for the connection to the client, depends on what permissions they're given for that remote session as well, which allows you to do those um, those kind of different levels of support access. So yes, you can control it out with a local configuration. You could put in the client profiles there to define what access the users have. And then you've got the kind of template files as well to allow you to kind of define and policy out exactly um, how the software is going to be configured. There is so, so, so much to NetSupport Manager, clearly, Andy. It's interesting you're talking about different sizes of businesses as well uh, and, and the number of, of, of clients that might be being served at the sort of various levels of support um, and from top-level admins uh, down and, and so forth and so on. But one of the things that I've loved about learning about the various products that NetSupport offers is that within there often there's lots of little sort of things, tweaks, so forth and so on, which can help reduce workload and make... You know, managing that volume of devices in some mm-hmm. settings uh, that little bit easier through uh, things uh, linked to automation. Please, please, please tell me uh, that, that, that there's some automation available because that leads me into my final question for you in this session, which is, can you automate features in NetSupport Manager? Please say yes. <laughs> yes, you can. So there's a, a scripting component available in, in NetSupport Manager. So we, we supply the software with a scripting editor, a, a run script component, and a, a scripting scheduler um, as well. So using the, the scripting editor, um, a customer can choose to create their own scripts within the software to automate certain features. Um, and these are used, for example, to transfer files to and from the clients, um, to maybe execute commands at a scheduled time on the client machines. I've seen customers use them to power off um, devices at a certain time, you know, if they've got office machines, you can have a script that runs at, you know, five o'clock each night to to shut them down um, and to create different lists. So there's all kinds of um, different scripts available and, um, you know, a large percentage of the features of NetSpot Magic can be automated using those uh, those script components. A customer would just need kind of basic scripting knowledge to be able to go in and, and actually program these. However, if they have any um, potential scripts that they want to look at and they're a bit unsure, they can always contact our support team uh, and we can assist with, with that. We've, we've often kind of assisted other customers. We might have examples already on file that we can assist with and, and provide mm-hmm. to them. There's documentation in the script editor on the different commands that you can use. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a really great, great tool. I've, I've seen customers use it, for example, to to do a backup of a file from thousands of clients. So they have a script, it runs uh, every night and it might pull the file back from each of those machines um, just to create a central backup of something. So there's been mm-hmm. you know, lots of different uses of the, uh, the scripting components. Um, and the run script component allows you to also execute those scripts from a command line as well. So you know, if you've got an external system that you want to trigger a script that performs a remote action, then you can do that using the scripting component too. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing all those uh, amazing insights and, and things around Netsport Manager with us today, uh, Andy. Thank you very much indeed. Now, I've been sharing across the bottom during the course of this recording uh, the Netsport Manager uh, website address. If you want to find out more, please do visit www.netsportmanager.com. I wanted to share um, ways in which people can get in touch if they want to. Uh, so, um, obviously, I've shared there, as you can see across the bottom now, that you can reach out to us on Twitter at Netsport Group. But, Andy, um, if people aren't Twitter users, how else can they best get in touch? Yeah, so if they want to contact the support team, they can email us on support at netsupportsoftware.com. Uh, we've got a phone number you can contact us on, which is 01778 382272. Um, and we're also available on a live chat system, which you'll be able to get access to on the, the Netsport Manager uh, website, or you can go to uh, netsportsoftware.com forward slash chat. Brilliant stuff. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're super busy. You've, you've told me about all these different places you're working with and supporting later on today. Uh, so I'll let you crack on. But for the meantime, thank you very much. and look forward to chatting to you again about some more of our amazing products in the future, Andy. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Cheers. Uh, thank you for everyone for watching. Cheers. Bye.